Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. And welcome, Charlotte, Thank to the you. Hebrew. Thank you. Wow, Thank cheers. you for having me. Well, hey, you know what? And uh, I know, no word of a lie, Charlotte has actually come out to two or three shows, mm-hmm. and you've had fun. You brought your daughter and her yeah. friends, the last one. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I've, I've waited this long to have you on, but I know this conversation is going to be so good. So let's just say Charlotte finds the good in everyone. Sorry, Susie. There, there is someone just like you out there. I know someone just like you. But seriously, yeah, you're twin. No, but she really does. But I think, uh, I think her journey to being where she is now is uh, part and parcel of of who she is. Um, You're going to share some really hard life experiences with her daughters and where she is now with robinpriest.com live your truth she is the momager yes i am the mental health momager (laughs) and uh, robin is the uh, chief nonconformist of our company we have great Mm -hmm. names yes titles yes awesome you know to live up to uh, (laughs) super i mean so we'll get into the whole website and online and you've brought a special guest who we will meet momentarily (laughs) but I think for right now Charlotte uh, if you can share your story with Susie and Rana and all our listeners and viewers out there yeah I'm happy to so if we had met 10 years ago and you would have said to me in 10 years Charlotte you're going to be sitting here talking about mental health I would say no um, that's not my world (laughs) yeah you're nuts that's not my world um I was uh, happily with, you know, two young daughters, and I sat on a bunch of boards in the city and, and supported my, uh, I worked with my husband at the time and uh, in real estate, and I had a really great life. And, uh, but looking back, there was lots of signs that, you know, life wasn't as perfect as it was. Um, I, my oldest, and uh, I always like to say, children don't come with an owner's manual. So <laughs> no, no, they don't. No. So she, um, you know, early on, she, um, you know, I would take her to school in the morning, a happy child, you know, when she was little, you know, and uh, I'd get a call about 10:30 in the morning, and can you come back to school because you know she's really upset and we can't settle her, and and you know you look back and that was you know she had high anxiety, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the school said, oh, she's a visual learner, and she's just really sensitive. And uh, and what age was that, Charlotte? You know, it, it started, you know, kindergarten, grade okay. one. And so what happened was I ended up volunteering at the school because I was going back four times, you know, yeah. a week. So I might there. as well yeah. stay. Right. And, uh, and it gave me... Uh, I love to fundraise, and so I, would, I said, okay, I'll do your, your gala, and, you know, I might as well be here and help. And, you know, if she needs me, you know, I would check in. And... Uh, but, you know, like I said, she's my first child, so you're just thinking, okay. And, uh, but at home, she was very, she had tons of confidence. But just at school, you know, it just wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, as, as comfortable as she could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then in middle school, um, 
she got bullied and it was bullied through exclusion mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. and it was real trauma for her mm -hmm. um, and trauma looks different to everybody mm -hmm. so from trauma for one of us you know can be totally different and mm -hmm. and I always like to stress that no one can judge you know how a person is feeling in mm -hmm. that situation and uh, and for her it, it was devastating and uh, and that really a uh, huge change in her. Uh, she went uh, very dark. Uh, she started to become very withdrawn, um, wouldn't go out. Um, yeah. uh, I always talk about, you know, she'd have a hoodie on and a dark makeup and she would just, she would, she would sit just, you know, like everything about her just, was you know, wow. yeah. not recognizable mm -hmm. and, and saying to the doctors, you know, this isn't my child. Mm -hmm. Like this really isn't my child. And, yeah. and uh, oh, this is teenage, yeah. you know, normal. and. And, mm -hmm. uh, but the, everything inside yeah. of me everything was saying, so I talk a lot about, you know, go with your gut. Absolutely. You have to, and you're the best advocate for your child, mm -hmm. um, as a mom and, and it's a fine line between being called a helicopter mom or overprotective mom, mm -hmm. or you're like too much emotionally involved. But when you're, everything's telling you that there's, mm -hmm. there's a problem and, and there was a problem. So, you know, she, uh, she's chose some some quite scary uh, coping strategies so mm -hmm. she she was a cutter mm -hmm. and uh, and uh you know just whatever she could to get what that pain that to stop middle school it started okay. so, so she, like seven eight is that middle school like yeah no it was seven, no it was say. like six five six seven okay. like okay. those oh, those okay. hard years so you know oh, you're, you've got this yeah. part where they're saying it's hormones mm -hmm. and it's like just yeah. teenage angst and uh and it's that plus other things right? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so um and uh, so what happened was um, you start trying to navigate the system here. And you, know, you start asking your doctor and your school counselor, like, what can we do? And, uh, and there's a whole bunch of shame that goes along with this. Mm -hmm. Because as a parent, you think, how could I have fucked this kid up so yeah. bad? And excuse my language, no, but you do. Okay. Like, just you're just feeling, like, oh, because you love them so much, but you're thinking like, how, how, how is this happening? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you feel a lot of shame from that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, like I said, you go to the school counselors and you go to your pediatrician and, uh, you start to realize that, um, it's very hard to access, um, help here in our city. And, uh, and the wait list is, is crazy. And at the time back then, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of options that you could go to. It's an 18-month wait yeah. to see a psychiatrist. Wow, well, it's mm -hmm. a long time. Um, and if you can't afford a, a psychologist, mm -hmm. um, or if you're, you know, you have a, a, you know, a Blue Cross or whatever with your work, you get six yeah. sessions, you know, and and uh, um, and then you know, so that part was very scary. And in the end, um, when the system didn't work. Uh, fast enough, in in our opinion, uh, we ended up taking her down for treatment to the states. She had tried to take her life a couple of times, and mm -hmm. it was uh, oh, at sure. that part, yeah. you know, you're just like, so I sorry. can't, I can't yeah. not. Yeah, we and, can't wait. Yeah, and uh, um, so you know, we we were uh, fortunate enough to be able to take her down for treatment in the states. Hugely expensive, um, and people don't understand that in Canada. There is not a treatment facility for children who have mental health challenges. Um, there is if they have an eating disorder or if there's an addiction. But when it's mental illness, there's nothing in Canada to treat a child. Wow. 
Even um, today now? No. Is that still the case? No. There's still no. nothing? No. Oh, and we wow. Know that, no. that mental health goes alongside with other, you know, issues too. So oh, absolutely. That's, um, the, that's you know, the most odd part of this whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, and Marley, I, I will argue with so many people. I said it always starts with something going yes. on in your head and you choose yes. some unhealthy coping strategies. Mm -hmm. And then it's just easier to keep the coping, the unhealthy coping strategies. So, yeah. so if... Um, if you could, you know, help these children at an earlier age, mm -hmm. you know, we might not need so many adult so, treatment centers. So yeah, so let's then talk about your work now. I mean, we'll talk more and so, yeah, so, to lead you to so, this. But well, I mean, your part? journey though, to I guess with your daughter and yeah. then getting her back on a healthy road. How did it change you? Well, what was interesting is. Um, which is so, which is a really great part of the story, and it's not a great part, but. Um, she was in treatment and a lot of times what happens here um, and not just here but you're trying to fix the child you know mm -hmm. let, like let's you go to counseling yeah. you whatever and fix and then you come back but um, we had to take a really hard look at at our family and ourselves and um, and start taking some courses so I was taking oh. a few courses that I thought I was doing to help her mm -hmm. But in the end, I was really learning a lot about myself mm -hmm. and, uh, and some of the, uh, the coping strategies that I was using that probably weren't as helpful to her mm -hmm. um, and how I carried my anxiety um, and, uh, and how that probably wasn't as helpful as it could have been for, uh, you know, around my children. What are some like, examples for that, just for people who are... Um, you know what? So in the mornings, like, for example, in the mornings, if you're... It's really, and, it's, and I know it's hard because, I mean, I live it too, but mm. if you can try to just keep a calm space when you start in the morning. And, and as an adult, if the first thing you do is you check your emails and you say, oh, my God, I've got like 15 work emails I have to answer. Oh, that meeting got changed. So you're already hugely triggered by reading your email mm -hmm. before you really start your day. So yeah. you're already kind of ramped up of all the stuff that you have to do. Now you're trying to hustle these kids off. Mm -hmm. and you're a little bit preoccupied because yeah. mm -hmm. of what you've read. And I'm really trying not to read my emails first thing you. in the morning Absolutely. just to set yeah. a better tone, tone. for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think hindsight, you know, if yeah. I had, had done that, because that... Because my day was always changing um, with what I did and uh, and the demands on that. So, and I'm not saying it was all my fault, but if you could just learn to keep it a little calm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of families I'm hearing that they're doing gratitudes in the morning or they're oh, doing nice. some mindfulness yeah. with yeah. themselves and their children. So mm -hmm. if you can do it, find something that works yeah. for all of you, especially mm -hmm. if you have little kids. Mm -hmm. If you can start some of these you know, more grounding exercises early on for both you and your child, you can be... It makes it better. Well, yeah, yeah. make a big difference. Yeah. Um, so now we already know mental illness, not a lot out there to help children. No. More and more mental illness being, you know, found in young children, like as young yeah. as six years old, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Wow. I, I, you kind of think, what stress does a six-year-old have? Mm -hmm. But... They, they have do. the stress of the household. That, the household. They have the stress of the household and their environment. And what's going on in the house, yeah. too. And, um, they can't articulate it, but they can feel it. They can yeah. feel it. Yeah. And, um, wow. and, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, um, in, in the work that we do, you're mm -hmm. seeing, you know, some domestic violence and, and really yeah. ramps up anxiety. We've seen them as young as four or five with high yeah. anxiety, these little kids. Mm -hmm. um, some of the schools that, that we're working with. Um, 
So what happened for me was uh, when we brought Sarah back to Winnipeg, um, I was introduced to some people who have mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. And uh, they lobbed onto Sarah and, and really started to help us understand um, her world. So they were people of lived experience. And so there was a couple, and I call them angels, and, and I have a few angels in my life, mm -hmm. um, that just really started to, to hang out with her and spend time with her. And it was through an orga organization in Winnipeg. And it's called peer support. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, it was amazing because what we started to learn was okay, what was her mental health challenges and what was bad teenage behavior. Because, right. I mean, she's smart. She can figure it out. She can play the, the mental health card and go, you know, oh, I'm so stressed. I need a new iPhone. And you fall for it because you're thinking, well, <laughs> that's, that's going to keep her here. Yes. I guess we've got to get a new iPhone. <laughs> but, you know, not to say that, you know, what she, but it was a huge, huge lifesaver. And, but what would have been better back then mm -hmm. would have been a parent to talk to me who had mm -hmm. been through it. The same experience. Yeah. Because to, who had walked in similar mm -hmm. shoes mm -hmm. and to have said, listen, you know what? You're not the worst parent. Mm -hmm. um, I've been through similar and I'm giving you hope because you yeah. know what? We're still here. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, we like to say bumpy is good. That whole bumpy yeah. is good. You know, yeah. embrace your life yeah. and, and and you know, we'll help you figure it out. So, so I changed careers and uh, talked to my business partner to move to Canada. She's Australian. That's a big sell. That's yeah. That, okay. Yeah. That's, and yeah. uh, you'll meet she her. Casually yeah. talked yeah. her business partner. Yeah. To move to <laughs> we were at a, a, a peer conference in in Calgary a couple of years ago, and I'm like, we need to start a business, and uh, you need to move to Winnipeg. And she's like, okay. And it was funny because she has the lived experience side of our business. Okay. Um, she's amazing. She's uh, worked in 10 countries. She's been implementing peer support um, in, in, like I said, 10 countries. The Mental Health Commission of Canada hired her to, um, she did, a, there's, um, it was called mental, uh, Making a Case for Peer Support. And she got to do all the focus groups across Canada. Okay. So she started yeah. in St. John and she ended up in Whitehorse and she yeah. interviewed all the peer organizations. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's got the street cred, and I just thought, you know what, she really needs to be here in Canada because mm -hmm. we need a lot more peer support. So she has the lived experience of someone who has mental health challenges, and I bring the parent caregiver side. Wow. So, so your focus is on that that adult or young adult, that youth um I talk to parents. Okay. No, yeah. we talk to pretty much. So we implement but peer, the peer support. support is for yeah. the. It's for actually anybody. Okay. We do a lot of work in um, nonprofit organizations, mm -hmm. um, mental so health organizations. Yeah. So yes. business is but, mental health. Yes. And mental wellness. Mental wellness. Yeah. yeah. Wellness. And yeah. Uh, but they do like. I'll have to interject too. Yeah, I know because this, this is my passion. You know, this is her passion. My now. passion is. The so it's really um, girls like bringing the whole mental illness situation in the open and they have these online courses yeah, we do. and oh, they have wow. this team that either have you know have the lived experience of dealing with mental um, illness issues can do that or have along. a family member yeah. and have been you know mm -hmm. on you know knowing what the signs are and knowing how to have gone through it so i think mm -hmm. the big part of it is that all of the people on their team have that lived experience yeah. Um, but yeah, so in our business, what we do is we, we, we do a lot of work on, online and we have 
what Krista and I are most excited about is we're launching in January an online parent support group. And it's through the Zoom platform. Yeah, so Zoom. you can choose to... We know Zoom. Yeah, I love Zoom. <laughs> and the great part is you can choose to show your face or you yeah. can choose to not. Right. Um, yeah. You can participate or, or you, you can, can not. Listen. Or you yeah. can just listen. Yeah. So And mm -hmm. there's no judgment. Um, Sorry, Charlotte, this is for parents. Yeah, but yeah. parents can be caregivers and they can be grandparents. So we're finding a lot of, yes. it's whatever your family looks like. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah. for Kirsten and I, we talk to parents. Okay. Um, we have lots of other people who work with us that talk to individuals. Or, you know, we've got some young people who do um, peer support for the, for the young ones. But that our wheelhouse is talking to parents. Wow. So that's so where we're most. Uh, yeah, I want to hear, get, yeah, Jump into the conversation, Kristen. <laughs> so, uh, sure, sure. If you want to share, oh, first of all, share your story on how you came together and I guess your personal story. Yeah, well, my story is very similar to Charlotte's. Charlotte and I always say we should have met about eight years ago. Um, Charlotte's a little more ahead of uh, myself. And um, I have two beautiful daughters, and I um, have one daughter who has struggled with complex mental health issues since she was uh, about 11. And um, after being in the system in Manitoba and Winnipeg for some time, or a few years, we made the decision to leave Canada and find a higher level of care because as Charlotte says, um, if you are an adolescent, uh, let's say 15 years old, and unless you have an addiction or um, a severe eating disorder, because that was part of our story as well, mm -hmm. um, but um, where you needed to be hospitalized, there's no long-term uh, treatment. No long-term care. No inpatient long-term wow. care. In Canada. Yeah. In Canada. So, and, and just a side note on that, um, uh, should I go into that very briefly, Charlotte? Yes, because okay. it's really important. Very briefly. Yeah. So my story, uh, my story changed government policy here in Manitoba. And once my daughter was safe and our house was up for sale to pay for the uh, very expensive cost of, of long-term treatment, um, I, I got to know the Minister of Health. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and through lobbying the Minister of Health, I was able to uh, change policy and apply for out-of-province funding as a parent. Wow. Because until then, you had to be a physician. Yeah. And so upon my application that I put together uh, for three months at my dining room table, um, I won. So we were the wow. first adolescent in Manitoba to be funded to leave our province because we could prove that we've exhausted all resources, mm -hmm. oh, that yeah. such treatment doesn't exist, it mm -hmm. was a life-threatening condition, um, yeah. and, and likely she would not have survived. How long ago was this? Uh, that was Four years ago. Four years ago. So now have other parents come forward and applied? Um, or so is this, this is something, only? no. So we, I like to call Kirsten the Aaron Brockovich of our city, yeah. um, wow. but actually our country, because since uh, what Kirsten yep. has been able to oh. do since uh, then, we have now helped. I've actually lost count, to be honest, but I'm going to say 16. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, That's a huge wow. amount of people. And we've done three different yeah. provinces. We just had our first Jordan's Principal, so yeah. a oh, child wow. go down fully oh. funded. Yeah, I do the process um, yeah. for them. I get mm -hmm. approached by not only parents, but by physicians. Yeah. Um, yes. MLAs. Yeah, and the head, head of psychiatries. Yeah, right. so yeah. we're getting... And we, I taught fitness for 21 years and I used to boss around a group of, of, of uh, people and then all of a sudden I, I changed careers. But, uh, um, and that's how Charlotte and I 
uh, found each other. So and how's your daughter now? My daughter's doing really, really well. Oh, my whole okay. family because is doing exactly. well. Because if you have a child or yes. somebody in your family mm -hmm. who's struggling, yeah. uh, your whole family mm -hmm. is up. Like Charlotte said, you're struggling. You're only as happy as your yeah. as your saddest yeah. how, child, right? How is your husband through all of this? We're still married. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm really lucky. My husband uh, is um, my husband is has been completely on board with everything we have done. We've been mm -hmm. very much a team. Whereas yeah. Charlotte and I see a lot of families that don't make a huge sense. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're, we were it's really hard. lucky um, yeah. when I, I you know I told him we have to sell our house. Mm -hmm. um, it took him a day, but he did come back and was mm -hmm. like, you're right, we need yeah. to sell our home. So yeah. when you said it was life-threatening, I know Charlotte, you kind of intimated with Sarah, yeah. she was a cutter, and mm -hmm. so for your daughter... You know, my daughter tried to take her life more than once, mm -hmm. and my daughter self-harmed in many ways, um, uh, physical self-harm with cutting or burning, but also um, with anorexia. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. um, my daughter is completely symptom free, and uh, she lives with bipolar disorder, and she is doing amazing. Um, yeah. However, that's a very difficult thing to mm -hmm. diagnose in mm -hmm. adolescence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but um, it wasn't until she was 18 that yeah. that diagnosis, uh, which was a game changer, yeah. um, was finally brought into place. Mm -hmm. So, we're so lucky. Lucky. Mm -hmm. And um, she is such an incredible, talk about humanity. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to do amazing things. And um, she's just an incredible young lady. Not only that daughter, but my other daughter who witnessed oh, all of this. Right, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. What happened in our um, home yeah. and what we went through, who, um, uh, you know, Lived through That's, all of it. Lived through all of it. Yeah. Yes. So that yeah. in itself is a story of humanity. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, the the great part is that both of you now are working towards to helping. So that's yeah. 16 other kids, right, that, that, yeah. that now have the opportunity mm -hmm. to f have a full life. Yeah. Whereas, and, and we're not stopping there. No. No. It's, no. It, um, we're, okay. we're not stopping there. But mm -hmm. also the piece, I call it a parallel process, mm -hmm. um, yeah. because as uh, a child struggles, uh, what happens to a parent uh, is absolutely heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. and that's probably double. Oh, yeah. oh, your own mental health really suffers. So you said that you uh, taught gym <laughs> at your know. fitness class, and I mean that's you know everybody says mental that's wellness, fitness for, uh, for yourself. Yeah, for myself, um, you know, for my experience was for the first couple of years I had a secret because I didn't yeah. want anyone to know. Yeah, mm -hmm. not because of my ego, but because that was I wanted to protect my child. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then because hers also. Uh, her struggles also were very physical uh, because mm. of um, you know, self-harm and anorexia. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, it was impossible to hide that, right? So mm -hmm. uh, lots of people, uh, I took judgment from a lot of people, a lot of yes. people like to yeah. talk and, mm -hmm. and all that. So yeah. uh, then I spent um, some time figuring out how, how did I cause this? Everybody else is doing so great. And, and how come, you know, what did I do wrong as a parent? And, then you get to, so another few years go by, and you get to a point where you're like, this is not a parenting issue. Mm -hmm. And yeah. those who judged us in the past, um, 
uh, aren't very bright. So we've been through the gamut and then uh, and our little family is, is just so close and we're, we're so blessed and family yeah. actually even shifted a little bit for us although my, my uh, little family is still very tight. But yeah. people that you thought were really good friends mm -hmm. and, and distant family yeah. um, weren't there for you and then people who were uh, they became your your family, mm -hmm. so it's quite interesting. But it's um, it's a parallel process, mm -hmm. and as your child goes on their journey towards mm -hmm. wellness, yeah, uh, a parent also needs support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. they have been through a lot, and they are running on empty, and they need to sit across from a table and look at someone who they feel looks like they have it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and their daughter yeah. is clearly, or son is clearly in a place of, of health, mm -hmm. and the hope that you get from that is it's huge. Is huge. Mm -hmm. And that's what Charlotte and I do today. Yeah. Um, we love to, to talk with parents, own our story, um, and you can own a story without uh, getting into details. Okay. No. You know? And there's, I think, with both of you, uh, a sense of trust, mm -hmm. which I think mm -hmm. must be really key yeah. for mm -hmm. anybody you know, that's vulnerable and coming to yeah. you with this problem is that they have mm -hmm. to trust yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, we, there's a huge confidentiality. I, yeah. Kirsten and I run into people that we've been working with and we always wait for them to approach us if we're out in public and because mm -hmm. um, you don't, because they're, they're in their journey and yes. where they want to be. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and the one thing is, because Kirsten and I remember those days. Um, in, in my story, Sarah ran away and it was very public in our city. So at that point, our... Our family little secret was out, and uh, we were doing whatever we could to uh, to save her at that time, and and uh, so that was the point when I started to be able to come forward. But for a lot of families, they're they're still hiding um, mm -hmm. that shame. Mm -hmm. um, How do we get over it? Like well, this we is like, like talk, 2020. You know, well, we talk about everything. Well, we have, we like to talk about um, you know breaking down the stigma of mental illness yeah, and talking yeah. about mental health on a continuum. Mm -hmm. Everybody has mental health. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have our bad days and we have our good yep. days, and we, you yeah. fall somewhere in the middle. And if we can start having more and more open conversations around that, and and also just you know just trying to be open and honest mm -hmm. with uh, with your struggles and and what's going on at home. And a lot of times people just assume the mental health challenges are you personally, but there's so much going on in, at home. Like I, we mm -hmm. have friends who are caregiving for their, their senior parents mm -hmm. and they've got you know, mm -hmm. young children yes. that they're trying to raise yep. and yes. they are stressed to the nines. Oh, like I they, know. You know yeah. mm -hmm. And there's lots of stuff like that. And if we can just be you know, supportive and understanding and, and just say, hey, what's going on for mm -hmm. you and how can, how well, can we support you? I think part of the, um, the stigma, it, it just comes from judgment, right? So yeah. people who have never walked a few steps in those shoes just think, well, this will never happen to me. And it's just yeah. like, oh, don't think that. Yeah, you know, you're, that's the... you're, Nobody is, um, uh, everyone is vulnerable to these you know, oh, absolutely. incidents on yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And to... And you can do everything. Of course you can. Completely. Yeah. And that, you know, to me, again, that comes back, especially for mothers, that we are always yes. under scrutiny exactly. and always subject to judgment about yeah. whatever it is that we're doing with our kids, whether it's right, wrong, whatever. 
And um, as opposed to just saying, you know what, I don't know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. I'm, I understand it's a hard time. Yes. What can I do for you? Yeah, can yeah, I yeah. take your other child today? Can yeah. I bring you groceries? Can I come wash your dishes? Absolutely. Whatever yeah. it is, right? Is yeah. is to not judge, yeah. but mm -hmm. to say, what can yeah. I do for you while How you are in trouble? Yeah, right? exactly. I don't know what you're going through, but there must be something I can do yeah. to help you right now. So I think... Having this said that, lot. we all need to go and ask how each other are and help each other along the way. You know what? Thank you so much, Charlotte. Tracy, it's an yes. amazing story. Let's yes. Go appreciate you. You. Thank you. Yes. RobinCrease.com is the website. Yeah. Live your truth. And you yeah. can talk to either Charlotte or Kristen. Thank you so much and for share, sharing. Reach out. Share with your friends. Reach out. Reach out. People. Yeah. Please Please reach out. Your kids. This, this conversation yeah, yeah. doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Yes, come yes. back yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.